0: We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which the Sound Is Ever podcast was made, the people of the Eastern Kulin Nations, and pay our respects to their ancestors and elders, past, present, and future, and through them to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Welcome to Sound As Ever, an Australian Music Vault and RMIT University podcast created by young content producers and radio makers interested in exploring industry issues and sharing the stories of established and emerging artists at the forefront of their genre. We celebrate iconic pieces of music created by Australians from an array of backgrounds casting an eye to our country's cultural future. What started as a program exploring themes of identity and belonging addressed in Sampha the Great's 2017 track Black Girl Magic evolved into a story about immigration and cultural representation in the country's music industry and wider media. We speak with a spectrum of rising rappers, songwriters, and performers within the African Australian hip-hop community about their experiences in music, the current state of the industry, and their hopes for the future, in addition to the sentiments that our featured song has left them with.
1: I've been black since 93. But I understand that it's not just about me. Understand that there's a spirit underneath this skin. Understand that there's a soul that lives within. Soul. Blow. From dusk till dawn. From the beginning where we all come from. So somebody tell me why we can't get along. I wrote this psychosis for sisters like me with skin as dark as the night that shines so effortlessly. I wrote this for my sister who looks in the mirror and calls out to beauty who can no longer see her. No one can describe who you are, but you are who you are, who you are, who are you? Magic.
0: Black. Magic. Sampatembo is a Zambian-born vocalist and songwriter who immigrated to Sydney in 2014 with the hope of furthering her career in music. Coming from a creative family, her early life was spent in Andola, Zambia, Gaborone, Botswana, and the United States. She burst onto the scene in 2010 with her self-released Hollow Existence EP, followed by the great mixtape five years later. In 2017, she released a further body of work titled Birds and the Bees, for which she received the Australian Music Prize. In an interview with the Sydney Morning Herald, she described her aim with the record as attempting to ignite an uncomfortable conversation around race and identity, encouraging a discussion around these issues to take place in order for things to change for the better. Black Girl Magic features vocals from Nicole Gambé, alongside production from London's Quez Darko and provides a centerpiece for the release.
1: My, yacht told me in a dream I was conscious. No, I was not woke. I was light in a concert. And I spent my voice. I was choked and belittled. Then I resurrected part two as the sequel. No, I'm not your my voice. My name is
2: Marcel Wolf. Be I but I go by that stage name of Mac 11. And I make hip-hop music.
0: Arriving from South Sudan in 2004, Mac 11 is a Melbourne-based artist who talked us through some of the subject matter behind his work.
2: So I have, I have this song, it's called uh, Dear Mr. President. I wrote this song when um, when the uh, civil war broke out in 2013 in South Sudan, my home country. And there were, um, there were a lot of people that were killed. There's two main groups in South Sudan, which are the Dinka and the Nuer, and they were fighting, you know, basically over power. We're, we're the same people, but like, we just speak two different languages. And we like, you know, we're like different tribes. You know, millions were displaced. That you know, they had to live in like refugee camps. It was it was a big like. It hit my heart, and it was like it was a big impact to my um, to my life, because I I could hear my mom, you know, speaking to the people, speaking to some of my people that were you know caught up in the storm in in Africa. You know, every week she would like tell me, you know, one of my uncles has died. So like I, I made this song called Dear Mr. President just. Just, just venting my frustrations and the frustrations and probably the frustrations of the wider community of just wanting peace and just wanting, like, you know, a better country. Dear Mr. President, can you fix this? See my people paying time soon, it won't exist. And now I don't have a place to go home, so I'm living in a wartime zone. Dear Mr. President. How feel to see your mother cry. Incoming cold news, another one has died. The
0: harrowing tale behind Dear Mr. President provides a tangible account of the hardships that have prompted displaced peoples from conflict-ravaged parts of the African continent to embark on their individual journeys to the oceanic region. The development of larger platforms for art of this kind opens further channels of communication between its creators and fellow Australians from different walks of life, with the potential to combat and counteract entrenched stereotypes spread by mainstream media outlets.
2: If you're not with the code, you can get lost. Yeah. Small set of rules, but they do the most. Yeah. Boys from the area, you can get cross. Yeah. And I paid all my dues, yet ain't on the coast. Yeah. If you're not with the cold, you could get lost. I'm on my own time. Don't need your cold, sigh. No time for your
0: time. James Ahia Kanawa, also known as Southwest Sydney raised rapper B-Wise, digs deep into his background and formative years. With his debut album Area Famous arriving in 2018, he shares creative experiences. The contrast those of Mac 11. Generally
3: speaking, like, you know, like, I'm, I like, born in here in Australia, you know what I mean? Um, uh, like, to, like, uh, like a mixed race background, um, uh, uh, my mother is Australian, like, my like dad's from Nigeria, West Africa, I, you know, I was born, yeah, here in Australia and grew up here. I basically, yeah, I got into music, like, during my, like, late teens and then started pursuing it when I finished high school, when I, maybe, like, in my early adulthood and stuff like that. And, and yeah, it's just, like, letting me out this world of, of doing the right music. And, and, yeah, it's just something that I was, like, I was always fond of. I didn't think I, it was a career at first, but um, as I kept pursuing it, you know, just the snowball effect kept happening, and the more work i put doing, so the more it's just kind of Get it. I'm a nigga's limb fast. No. Spin it, catch, spin it fast. Get it. All the money always
4: lasts. High stop with a man with a bag
0: no. you a tag, tag. They talk to me Sophie Grofie is a Nigerian-born New Zealand-raised rapper now living in Melbourne 2016 saw the release of her debut mixtape Purplearity followed by 2017's The DIY which featured the Spotify champion singles Fast Life and Bag we asked her about her first encounters with live performance to get a sense of the early opportunities currently available to those in the scene. My first gig was like I think twenty fourteen. Like I performed at like this like
4: African fashion show and like I was so nervous. Like I was literally like crumbling and shaking. Like I literally like remembered like I was so confident before I went. I yeah I got this. And then as soon as I got on stage, like you know you see people like the nervous, like literally like flaps you in the face like literally like that was like my first gig and i was so excited because i remember like before that gig like one of my goals like i just want to perform like one of my goals as an artist is to perform and now i'm like i'm performing so it's like i'm I'm just super super grateful
0: we asked our guests to discuss some of the challenges they faced the current state of domestic hip-hop and the quality of their culture's representation in australian music like, in the Australian
3: music industry, didn't see anyone that are like us telling our stories or anything that I could reflect, re- was like, relate to. So that's why we would always look at American music, you know what I mean? Because that's what, that's what we can relate to. Um, but as far as Australia went, no, nah, I didn't see anyone. Like, there was, like, one or two, one, like, literally, like, one or two people, give or take, but they themselves were, like, Americans. They were just living in Australia. Like, they weren't. They weren't even like African Australians or nothing like that. So, yeah, so that's why it was just like um, when I came into this industry as well, uh, or when I started like really trying to push, there was definitely like, you know, like a lot of blockades and a lot of hoops to jump through and stuff. But the more we kind of get pushy and now it's just like putting on for each other and we're growing in numbers and we have more of a physical presence and people want something different.
0: Lamenting about the difficult search for identifiable role models faced by young migrants, BY speaks of the historical need aspiring Australian rappers have had to seek out overseas inspiration for their music. It's through hard work and persistence that a unique sound, narrative, and consequent sub-genre are being forged for the benefit of the next generation. While BY shares a sanguine outlook, Sophie is in no hurry to declare optimism.
4: The Australian hip-hop scene, like, it's, like, honestly, it's still at its beginning stages. Like, like as people always say, like, we're still far behind compared to, like, you know, the States or, you know, UK when it comes to hip-hop. So, you know, it is it, it is a lot harder for artists to, like, basically, like, branch out or even, like, get exposure and stuff. So it is a lot harder. Like, we have to work twice as hard. Because hip-hop, like, as soon as you're getting, like, you're doing hip-hop, you're constantly compared to, you know, Americans, like, you know what I mean? So I feel like, like, that's one of the things as us, like, artists, we're trying to have our own voice. Like, you know how UK, they have grime, like, music. I feel like Australia, like, we're trying to have our own style of music.
0: Mac11 agrees that the scene is still in its infancy and has a long way to go before truly crossing over.
2: Within within the music industry, especially especially with hip-hop, it's, not, it's still not, like, accepted widely by, by the Australian community, like... Hip hop is hardly like played on major Australian radios, so it's still in its grassroots. And for us, we're like we're like still developing our um, our own sound, our own unique sound. Because like the hip hop the hip hop community here now is changing. Because there's like so many different other backgrounds that are bringing in their flavor and their influence into um into the Australian hip hop scene.
0: With a long-running connection to Sampa, By shares his take on Black Girl Magic, the song's cultural resonance, and its striking music video. She's an amazing artist, and like a sister, I came
3: up kind of came, came up in the same kind of um, environment in the sense of like when we were, our, our career was starting, so starting to take off, so as well. So yeah, she's a she's a friend, and like um, yeah, I really I really uh, admire her. I just like her, like, you know, like, it just doesn't feel like there's a bad energy or negative bone in her body. Like, you know, she's really making a noise for representing such a minority in Australia. It's We're such, we're, we're such a minority, but so many people are gravitating to it and uh, respecting it. Because at the end of the day, like, it, it, it's already tough in the music industry, particularly in the rap industry, for... Um, for women to get their shine and to get, to get what's theirs. I like A lot of people forget as well, like, the adversities and just so much shit that women of colour have to put up with and go through. And then the way she's just, like, you know, um, lifting women and then women of colour as well is amazing. And that video was great because it was artistic and it was well thought out. It was sim- And there was such a simplicity to it as well.
0: As a fan of Sampa's work, Sophie highlights the song's positive message and valuable social influence.
4: I think that is literally, Black your Magic is literally everything. Especially like in society, like black women, like our representation is, is pretty like how the media and how movies represent us. It's quite sad and I feel like we need to stick together and like, and I feel like that's the perfect song also for like young girls growing up, you know, to have like a song written for them, like to embrace them, to uplift their self esteem, their confidence. I think that's absolutely amazing and I love how she did that.
2: that's, that's super, super dope. So that's her show
4: how
5: So my full name is Adam Bizzetto. I, I do have the title of production manager at Hector, so but that is an extremely loose title as we do um, absolutely every every job.
0: Founded in 2007, Heaps Decent is an arts organisation working with young people and emerging artists from diverse communities. It was the creation of Grammy Award-winning American record producer Diplo, former Triple J personality and label head Nina Las Vegas, and Sydney DJ Andrew Levins. The group empowers young people in remote schools and juvenile justice centres by giving them the chance to tell their stories through music workshops and mentoring schemes. They have hosted programs with international artists like MIA, Licky Lee, Totally Enormous Extinct Dinosaurs, Alo Black and Chairlift, among many others. We asked Adam to speak about what motivates his work.
5: What when I go there, what makes me wanna I guess try and do a good job is I think that, you know, my father was an immigrant and you know, these guys don't really get the fair go with people like me who have maybe been living here for a bit longer. So that's probably what motivates me when I'm actually doing the job. And you know, the other reason I do it is it's just it can be really funny and really fun. Like I've gone to the really random parts of especially this state. I think I've, I've seen parts of this state that people didn't even know existed and I've met people that none of my friends I guess I've ever met
0: So for someone who wants to get involved with a group like Heaps Decent, where do they start?
5: Funny enough, it's actually quite a difficult question to answer because even we haven't figured out the best way to use people's goodwill because we have like one one part-time staff member in the office. I I would say if you're interested, that's awesome. Um, And there's not like a specific thing like we could need help with, but um, I guess just reach out and say what you do really uh if you're like a designer or if you're if you do this or you do that i guess and maybe just talk about us to people show people are the artists i guess and just get us um more aware get what we do more more aware
0: We asked what needs to change within Australian music culture to bring more attention to the voices of this new wave of artists.
2: Just more diverse faces, you know, within music, like within festivals and stuff like that. I I would love to see like, um, you know, more people of color, give them more opportunities to perform and like open up for like big major artists that come here.
0: With Mac 11 advocating change from within the industry, Sophie and B-Wise prioritise cross-cultural and inter-artist unification.
4: One of the most important things is to support one another. Because working as a team, unity, cre- unity is more powerful than individuality.
3: I guess like off your topic, you know, um, identity and, and belonging and, and everything like that. It's just, uh, it's a big thing and it's a big topic here in Australia. I think particularly we're all trying to learn and figure it out. So I guess if we all work together and there's more, like, awareness and just more things like what you're doing, helping us as young Australians and multicultural so they find one identity and work together, you know, it would be amazing because there's a lot of, uh, you know, things happening right now and the climate isn't the best. um, But we've got to work together to make it better, you know?
0: The question remains, is industry representation for these communities improving?
2: It's hard, you know, it's hard for us. To actually like try and reach people within the industry or like find a way to like talk to them, there's not a lot of like professional representations for a lot of the uh young African youth that are
3: in the music industry.
0: Be wise has a different answer.
3: There's like so many different uh, people different subgenres of rap in Australia's different cultural um, representations. And he's a it's a lot more balanced now. And still we're working hard to, to get our men, like to get the full acceptance of everyone and and our styles. But not everyone's gonna like you, which is offering different flavors, you know. And now the bigger thing is getting the world to accept what we're doing here as our frustrators.
0: A common consensus threading through our conversations with Mac Eleven B wise. Sophie Grophy and Adam Bizzetto was the need for more work to be done in shining a light on the rich, unique and compelling stories those in African-Australian hip-hop have to share. With Black Girl Magic providing a marquee example of just this kind of musical statement, Samp the Great's success has brought attention to the genre's plight while providing inspiration for not only our guests, but also subsequent generations of our country's artists. This program was produced by Steph Rickards, Riley Harbright, Gabe Gleason, and Jake Kerr, mixed and edited by Angelina Crutchfield, and features interviews from Mariam Issa, Carla De La Paz, and Ashna Barkada. Sound as Ever is presented by the Australian Music Vault and RMIT University. You can find more information on the series at australianmusicvault.com.au and check out further episodes on iTunes and Spotify.